Good morning. Today is the last day of the year, and as someone mentioned to me earlier, if you write it numerically, today is one, two, three, one, two, three. So, uh, thank you for worshiping with us, and as we reflect on this past year, we thank God for His goodness, His faithfulness in our lives. As a psalmist would say, for the Lord is good, His steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. As the prelude is being played, may we reflect on God's faithfulness in our lives throughout this year. Always been faithful to 
the Lord has always been so faithful to us through all the different seasons of our lives. Tang yoksu a kapoy ishet det lang kiangke yoktan ho diao ao shongte ukautai in tiok chong zikiasu. When the Israelites and Joshua were about were, uh, after they crossed the Jordan, the Lord instructed them one thing. Can anyone tell me what is it? They are to pick up twelve stones. In Bekyo, sabite jok tauho. These stones are not meant for them to throw at each other, but these stones are called stones of remembrance. What's the purpose of these stones? These stones are for them to remember how the Lord has brought them through safely through the Jordan. These stones are meant for them not to become complacent when things are going so well with them. In a kikau kalam to esitun, everything will be fine. Everything will be so beautiful. Everything will be perfect. But they will forget God. They might forget God. So these stones are there to keep them from getting complacent. Ho inetsaya in ite long si koshongte. On the other hand, these stones are also there to encourage them when things are bad. When things are difficult, these stones are meant for them to remember. Today, I want to ask you, how many stones have you collected so far? How many stones of remembrance have you collected so far for 2023? Perhaps it was a relationship that was mended. Perhaps it was a sickness or a health scare. And you're still here. You're still worshiping God. It might be for you or for your family member. You're still here. You're worshiping God. Another Tao. Or maybe it was a financial difficulty. And yet the Lord has sustained you. Another Tao. And you pile this up to remember how God has been faithful to you. When you look back on 2023, you will see that the path that you have walked on is indeed a path of grace. Shall we worship God this morning? And praise Him for the path of grace that He has prepared for us. Ah! Uh -huh. 
We don't know what we're going to face in 2024, but we can count on one thing. God's faithfulness and His mercies are new every morning. Shall we all stand? Let's worship Him. Shall be what you 
Let it be said. 
Father, as the year comes to a close, we want to acknowledge that great are you and great is your faithfulness. You are the everlasting God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The faithful God who leads us in the path of grace through summer and winter, through springtime and harvest, in all the seasons in our life, you remain faithful. From everlasting, you are God. To the end of time, you are still God. Forever, you are faithful. Forever, you are strong. Forever, you are good. And forever, you are with us. That's why we are forever grateful. That's why we come to worship and bless your name. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us to the end of another year. Thank you for all that you have done for us throughout this year. We are grateful for both the joy and the sorrow, for both the victories and the defeats, for both the blessings and the trials, for both the healing and the pain, for both the sunshine and the rain. And as we stand at the threshold of another year, may we continue to trust you to lead us forward. Sometimes things happen 
that just don't make sense to us. But we trust that even in the midst of our questions, that you are still God and you are still faithful. You love us more than anyone can and more than we could ever imagine. May you give us a brand new start for the new year as we look forward to each new day to be able to begin again with you, to live, to truly live our lives for you and to share with others how good and faithful you are. We acknowledge that we are nothing apart from you. We can do nothing this coming year without you. Our identity, our worth, our meaning, our significance, our joy are in Christ alone. Not in our performance, not in what people think of us, but in you. So, Jesus, in you alone do we place our trust. There is so much uncertainty in this world, and people who claim to be trustworthy prove that they cannot be trusted. But in you alone do we find our hope. Politics, people, organizations, they may fail us, but your coming and your resurrection prove that there is reason to have hope. So by faith, we face the challenges of this coming year. May you go ahead to prepare the way for us. Father, we know that you have a wonderful plan and destiny for every single person and every single family represented here. And not just for them, but also for this church. You have a greater work that you want to do through NMEC and through us. So may you renew us for the work ahead. There are many things that may bring fear, things that may bring hesitation in our hearts, but may we say less fear but more faith because we believe in all the things that had been done and has been accomplished at the cross for us. That's why we can take every single step of 2024 in obedience, in trust, in confidence, knowing that you are not going to forsake us, but you will be with us. Father, just as you are our help in ages past, you also are our help and our hope for the years to come. Your grace is sufficient for us, just as it has been sufficient in the past. For physical sickness, we pray anew for your healing. We won't cease praying for those with long-term illnesses. For conditions wherein we feel there is no hope, we pray that the Spirit may breathe renewed hope in their lives. For those who feel they are at the end of the line, may you bring a new beginning, that they may see that through you all things are possible. Your grace has given us one more year to live. May you answer the prayers of our heart May you hear from heaven and may you heal each of us. May you heal our land. May you heal this church. If there is anyone here who for any reason come today other than for you, may you get rid of all our distractions. May we fill our thoughts with you 
and you alone so that only you will be worshipped this morning. This is our prayer. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Blessed Lord's Day to you, brothers and sisters in Christ. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the last Sunday and the last day of the year. And I hope and pray that regardless of how you define your 2023, by knowing God, by knowing Christ, by knowing the Holy Spirit, I pray and hope that you will always have joy, peace, and assurance in this life. Not only because we just celebrated Christmas and most of us are in the festive mood, but all year round, all season long, we have joy, peace, and security because this is what the gospel offers to those who believe in Jesus, in what he has done for us, and in who he is. So as we wrap up our theme this year, it's my heart's desire to go back to the founder and perfecter of our faith that through Jesus alone and by preaching Christ alone, our faith will rest in the power of God and not rest in the wisdom of men based on 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 to 5. Tangdan kya tsok kinito, e tige tsutoy e si tsun, ngwai simguan si dan watang watok hikaw hiwi, ui dan sin sim chong si seng chong e chong pancha, in ui chiu tok tok yaso kap tok swan yong ki tok, dan e sin sim si tsuan ko, dan e sin sim si tsuan ko ti siong te e tayleng, im si ko lang e ti hui. May I invite everyone to open with me to our passage, 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 to 5, and let's stand for the reading of God's Word. Let's hear the reading of God's Word, 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 to 5, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech and or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, 
but in the power of God. May God bless the reading of His word. Please be seated. If you have the chance to customize the profile and the attributes of an apostle, particularly the apostle Paul, how would you do it? Would you make him super intelligent, six feet tall, fit, well-groomed, handsome, eloquent, energetic, appealing, loved, revered, and honored? To sum it up, maybe we want an apostle that is able to attract people, have a band of followers, and is able to fill multiple positions in the church. This would have been the same profile the Corinthian believers would come up if it were up to them. Because first century Roman citizens put on top of their list eloquence, the art of persuasion, and rhetoric more than the content of the message. If you want to achieve influence and significance, you just have to learn how to speak with finesse. Even if, even if you're not making sense, but you're able to speak with eloquence, people will admire and follow you. And sadly, this kind of thinking had influenced a faction of the Corinthian believers. No wonder if you turn back a chapter, chapter 1, verses 10 to 17, there's division in the church. Because the believers were quarreling about who was the best speaker. For some say, I follow Paul. Others, I follow Apollos. Or I follow Cephas. Others got it right. I follow Christ. But is that how the Bible defines Paul? 
He's actually the opposite of how the world thinks during his time or even our time today. Weak, fearful, and speaks words that are foolish to the people. Look at verses 3 to 4 of our passage. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom. As believers, we do see much wisdom in Paul's writing, but for the fallen world, the unregenerate, it's absurd. So this leads us to our big idea for today. God demonstrates His power through His ways by empowering the weak and unqualified so that no one will rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of the cross of Christ. For our first point, be drawn to the gospel. Among the things that didn't change during the first century to today was the way false teachers spoke. What many false teachers have in common is the ability to attract people to themselves through their dynamic, vibrant, and attractive messages. If you are keen to observe, you will discover that people are drawn to them rather to the content of their message. So it's not surprising then that false teachers are able to deceive and manipulate thousands and thousands of people throughout history. Because that's the sinful humanity's tendency and inclination to be attracted to people who possess prominence and authority. Look with me to chapter 1, verse 12. These were faithful men of God, Paul, Apollos, and Cephas. In Paulo, Apollo, 
Through God's power, as they preached the truth, people were drawn to the truth. But there were others who saw that many were following them, so they thought these people must be brilliant people. So they say, let's follow them. Just imagine if they were false teachers, how many more would they have deceived? So again, because of this cultural thinking of the first century, some of the Corinthian believers were divided in the church. They became followers of certain people instead of Christ. That's why Paul asked, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Christ? Paul. So again, go back to the first verse of our passage. Paul is actually the opposite of what the philosophers and teachers were during his time. I have not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. In fact, in verse 3, according to biblical scholars, Paul came in weakness, fear, and trembling when he first arrived in Corinth, possibly because of an experience in Athens when he wasn't able to establish a group of believers. So we can see here, Paul's method of reaching the loss was not with exemplary, superior, or elegant speech and wisdom, which is, by the way, the Greek meaning of lofty, but simply telling the story of Christ and pointing him to the OT prophecies to prove that he is the Messiah. So, why many people came to Christ was not because of Paul's methodology or philosophy in ministry, but solely by the power of God through the faithful preaching and teaching of the gospel. So, so as believers today, let's be careful of two things. 
First, let's watch out for the lies and the patterns of the world that will always be appealing to us. Through motivational and emotional words, yet they are contradicting to scripture. Second Peter 2.18 For they mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. So Peter Today, finding biblical and sound teachings are rare. For as I mentioned last month, many pastors, many church are resorting to worldly ways to feed and grow the church. Instead, be drawn to the gospel rather than words that are appealing but are actually empty and worthless. Just to be crystal clear, this passage is not saying that the one who teaches and preaches should not be mindful of how he speaks. Rather, the focus is not on style or enhancing the message, but relying on the power of the gospel to draw people to Christ. And second thing we should watch out for is to guard our hearts or to guard your heart that you do not idolize certain pastors or theologians rather than following Christ. There are prominent and known pastors that you may know. Yes, they teach and preach sound teachings, but may they only be instruments for us to be drawn more to Christ and to the message of the gospel. I'm sure they spoke with authority and power not to gain followers, but again, our sinful human tendency is to become their followers rather than followers of Christ. Let's 
as Paul asked and answered in chapter 3, verses 4 to 5, he says this, For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not being merely human? What then, what then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believe as the Lord assigned to each. Every person God places in your life is to help you grow in your faith and knowledge of Christ and of His Word. We are not to put anyone above our love and allegiance for Christ. Again, be drawn to the gospel. Secondly, preach Christ and Him crucified. Imagine with me this scenario. Paul described himself as weak, impotent, and fearful, and his message is equally the same. Christ and Him crucified, a message that is folly. For us as believers, this is the message we expect and we want to hear because God already regenerated our hearts. But if you are a non-believer or unregenerate, this is a message that will not get you excited or inspired or motivated. As the Bible says in Chapter 1, verse 23, this message is foolishness to the Gentiles. Why would I, why would I, a good and self-sufficient person, need this man called Jesus Christ? Why do I need him to redeem and justify me? Preaching Christ and him crucified is foolishness for the prideful natural man. 
Chapter 1, verse 18. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. And chapter 2, verse 14, the natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Paul is being frank here. Let's face it, anyone who loves how the world works and the wisdom it gives would never imagine that one can be saved through a crucified Messiah on the cross. You can be saved through a crucified Messiah on the cross? That's foolishness. That's absurd. You can have peace with God through a man who was given the worst punishment during that time? It's like telling people today, the hero of your salvation is through someone who was condemned to the electric chair. That's your hero. But Jesus Christ refers to his person or his attributes and him crucified to his work. This message of Christ and him crucified is a stumbling block to God's chosen people, the Jews. Why is this so? Because they were hoping and expecting for a triumphant king who will overthrow their enemies during the, like during the time of King David's reign. Instead, what did they get? A lowly and suffering servant, and that really offended them. If that's the case, 
why would God choose this way to bring the good news of salvation? Kaso na si Ani Xiongte Ui Xiami Suantik and Ani Kwan E Hongwat Jong Kyu Un E Xiao Si Tualai. The Bible gives us plenty of clear answers. Singking Hodan Chin Chui Chin Cheng Cho E Ui Gu. Chapter 1, verse 17, preach the gospel that the cross of Christ would not be emptied of its power. Verse 21, for since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. Ah. Uh, and again, verse 4 to 5 of our passage repeats the same idea. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So God used this method of foolishness and stumbling block to show to us that man cannot attain salvation on their own. So God Without the Holy Spirit's regenerating power, the natural man will not believe in the message of the cross. When the Bible says we are blind, we are lost, we are dead because of sin, it's showing to us how impossible it is for anyone to choose God. I would say this humbles the proud sinner who thinks he is wise and that through his prominence and acceptance by man, God must have surely accepted him too. But no works, no wisdom of man can earn him God's favor, all the more to be accepted by him. This also humbles the repentant sinner. And who are the repentant sinners? That's you and me. We are the repentant sinners, the believers. It is through the faithful preaching of the gospel that we have come to believe. Think about this. Was there anything fancy or spectacular that caused you to believe in Christ? I hope not. Uh, 
You believe because by the mercy of God, He regenerated your heart, your heart upon hearing the gospel that is foolishness to the world. Actually, when you study Paul's writing, it's really well written in Greek. But his focus was not on de developing skilled speech or writing, but rather his focus was Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul did not focus on his speaking abilities at the expense of the content of his preaching. Again, in chapter 1, verse 28 to 31, God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of Him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Uh, no one can boast, God, I chose you. This is one of the clear passages in scripture that tells this truth to us. God chose you and imparted to you His wisdom that you need Christ's righteousness, you need His sanctification, and you need His redemption. Knowing Christ and Him crucified humbles you. And when you are humbled by this truth, you will come to worship differently Sunday after Sunday. You would wholeheartedly want to worship. You will come in awe of God and His work of salvation, and you will see everything as grace. You will not come to church with an arrogant and entitled attitude, as if God owes you a big thanks for appearing today.
No, as lowly and meek as our Savior was, we should also have this attitude. And that can only happen if we have clearly understood the gospel. We preach Christ and Him crucified because through this message, God's power is demonstrated in verse 4. And our faith will not rest on any man. Not Paul, not Apollos, not Cephas, not Pastor Danny, not any theologian. But your faith will rest on God's power alone. Uh, not only that, when you preach or share the gospel, you will not boast. You will also rely, you will not rely on your own strength. You will not resort to human ways just to make people believe. But just by the faithful preaching of the gospel, you trust that God will work in their hearts. To summarize our two points, be drawn to the gospel, not man's eloquence, prominence, or authority. Secondly, preach Christ and Him crucified, not man's methods, ideologies, or wisdom. Since it's the Christmas season, we are reminded once again of Jesus taking on human form. Let's be honest. How do you think we would plan the incarnation of Christ? If it were up to us, we would probably want Jesus to be born in a palace. His family would have been wealthy and prominent, and he would have been educated in the finest schools with elite teachers. We would have orchestrated events so that everyone will love, revere, honor, and respect Jesus. He would have been able to go to all the prominent places and meet all the prominent people. 
伊有法通出现伫显耀的所在，并且有法通记着一寡有关关帝位的重要人物。We would not have had him born in a stable or a poor family. 咱袂予伊出世伫马祖内，甚至到一个贫穷的家庭。He would not have spent his youth in a carpenter shop in an obscure town. 伊无必要伫一个无出名的小城镇底下啊。Rather than a despised and weak band of followers or disciples, we would have made sure he had only the best people to be his disciples. Then, then, is a special arrangement. He has a group of people who are willing to serve him, not a group of people who are weak and unstable. We won't allow Christ to be humiliated. We're gonna make sure whoever spits on him, whoever pulls his beard, whoever mocks him, whoever hurts him, we would imprison and execute that person. Ah, dan natiya, ah, ekamkim asi chukwat dimho ang i ah puichui na ah kiu ye ho ho chiu ah kicho i asi shonghai ye lang. Instead, Jesus came as a lowly and suffering servant. 但是耶稣呢，伊来是做做为一个啊卑微甲受苦的仆人。There are biblical scholars who say that Paul had Isaiah 53 in mind when he was composing this portion of 1 Corinthians. 有一寡啊圣经学者讲，当保罗写这段哥林多前书的时阵呢，伊背后呢是受以赛亚五十三章的影响。As Jesus was sent to deliver the good news to the Jews, Paul was sent to the Gentiles. 因为主耶稣将我切遣，将福音带到给犹太人。保罗呢，就切遣将福音带到外邦人的中间。As Paul described himself as weak, inferior, and fearful, Isaiah 53 describes Jesus this way: He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. When Paul used his language of Nothing lovely. Nothing attractive. Nothing spectacular. So why do our, why are we believing in Jesus Christ? Yes. Why did we believe in Christ if that's the case? Because this lack of eloquence or standard did not make the message less powerful, nor did the weakness of Paul's person make the gospel message less powerful. The gospel still came to the Corinthians in all power through the message of Christ and Him crucified. 
The gospel came to us in all power, and that's why we believe. Knowing Christ and Him crucified humbles us because the gospel is very powerful, but when you truly understand it, it humbles you and me. Over four years ago, when Jay and I accepted NMEC's invitation to be one of their pastors, we were discussing how are we going to minister to the young people, particularly to the youth. The young generation is growing up very fast and they are knowing more things that are taught by the world through social media. When we were their age, just a few years ago, we weren't exposed to as much things as they are today. We came across a preaching from Romans 1 that is related to verse 4 of our passage, God's power. And that's Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel For it is the power of God for salvation To everyone who believes To the Jew first and also to the Greek if the gospel is the power of God, then by preaching and teaching it, it will lead the young people, it will lead all kinds of people to repent and believe in Christ. And so throughout our ministry to the youth and young professionals and opportunities to preach in the different ministries and the main sanctuary, we decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. All that we desire is for you to know Jesus, and by knowing Him, you will be sanctified and mature in your faith. And by knowing Him, you would also love, serve, sacrifice, and even give up your life the one who gave himself to you. And looking back, we really saw the Lord's power demonstrated here in Enmec. 
当阮回头来看的时阵呢，阮真是看到上帝的带领显示在咱去联动，去联去联动。Brothers and sisters in Christ, there is no secret. 那第几遍无虾米秘诀 ？It's only by the faithful preaching of God's word. 因为只有忠心会遐传讲上帝的话语。It's only by faithfully proclaiming the person and work of Christ that souls are converted. 只有伫忠心传啊宣传基督甲伊的工作。And by knowing and letting the power of the gospel work in our lives, we are enabled to love, sacrifice, sympathize, and even forgive others. 啊，即着认捌基督甲传扬伊个甲伊伊个信息呢，咱福音会带领有法通伫咱个咱个生命遐同工，咱也有法通去听牺牲、同情，甚至赦免。Incredibly, the preaching of the cross is often ignored in the church today. 想袂到个今仔日个教会常常忽略了啊，传讲十字架个信息。May we and Mac continue to rely on the Spirit's power. And not in the wisdom of men, so that our faith might rest on Christ alone. Then when then he then don't hear the tibe, what hang one joan wako ilai sing leng eling leg, li hui lang eti hui, hodan e sin sim, what hang tan tan like ko kitok. Again, for our big idea, God demonstrates his power through his ways by empowering the weak and unqualified so that no one will rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of the cross. Of Christ. Okay, so then, in our day, the same solution is that God takes His ways to empower His servants. Ah, sometimes the Lord bless you through the preaching of His word. Many things were said and done this year, but truly there is just one thing that matters. Did we live our lives for Jesus Christ? When it's all been said and done, there is just one thing. Matters. Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? Let's all sing together. When it's all been said and done, all my treasures will.
Thank you to our worship team and our praise band. Indeed, when it's all been said and done, and we all stand before our Creator, what is most important is, as uh, Pastor Danny has reminded us, what's most important is, do you know Christ? And has you, have you made Him known to others by preaching Him? And with that, we close our theme for 2023. I hope you'll always remember that. Know God and make Him known. May that be the motto of our life. Next week, we'll begin a new theme for the year. So please be here. And now for some announcements. To give you an opportunity to thank the Lord for His countless blessings throughout the year, we have placed uh, this New Year Thanksgiving envelopes in front of your pews and on top of the offertory boxes outside the sanctuary. Please use this for the said offering. The greatest expression of our gratitude to God is to give back to Him for the cause of the gospel and for His kingdom. Our NMEC enrichment camp is back next year. Let's watch this. Sin and
again, that's March 28 to 30 at the First Pacific Leadership Academy in Antipolo. Reverend Dave King will be our speaker. Registration will start next Sunday, and there will be a 500 peso discount for the first two Sundays. Copies of the devotional material are daily bread in English and Tagalog editions will be given out to church members and regular worshipers on a first-come, first-served basis at the third floor lobby after the service today. You can claim your free copy from Sister Jing Ugbinar. Our, our NMEC Bispro, together with Manila Downtown Wise Men Club, brings you nothing but the truth. This coming January 23, Tuesday, 8 p.m., at our second floor, Lower Chapel. Our guest speaker is the former Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, the Honorable Maria Lourdes Sereno. This is a very rare opportunity, so please mark the date, January 23, and start inviting friends and relatives to join. Coffee Fellowship that night will start at 7.30 p.m. If you have recently changed your address or contact number, please kindly update these changes with Sister Jing Ubinar after the worship service. We're looking for volunteers for our multimedia ministry. If you are interested or have the knowledge in website maintenance, live streaming, photography, graphic design and layout, video editing, social media or sound technology, please kindly connect with Pastor Jin Chan or Sister Jing Ugbinar for more details. Right now, we would like to welcome the Zhang family from Australia. They are visiting from Australia. We have uh, Jason and Anna, as well as James Chang. Let's welcome them. And we also have visiting with us Elise Iroso, uh, she's the daughter of Beth and Edison. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Are there any other first-time visitors in our midst? Please rise to be recognized. Okay, if there are, please join us for a cup of coffee at the lobby after the service. Please rise for the benediction. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face continue to shine upon you and may be gracious to you. May He lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us during this last Sunday of the year. 
both on-site and online. May the Lord bless your new year. Remember, the best is yet to come. See you next year and next week.